last week on Discount Heroes. Hey, Copes, uh, this just seems like a game that you might be quite good at. You want to uh, you want to tag team this thing? I say, oh yeah, bro, the constellations. Let's go get a drink, man. This is ridiculous. All right, so the festival's getting into full swing. Demarok is out on the street corner, still trying to drum up some business. All right, man. I'll see you at the show tonight. What's your name, bro? I'm Thrasher. Luckily, you you make it to the to the tavern. Someone probably helps you a little bit of the way there. You want to come have a drink with us, or? A well-muscled man is being wrangled by two city guards. He manages to stick a foot directly into the gut of one of the city guards and send him stumbling back into another table. You don't know who I am. I cannot be controlled. Knox is going to run up and just slap the drink out of his hand. Standing in the doorway of the tavern is the head watchman, Ilgis. My hand like a little loop. Whoop, whoop. One fellow had quite a bit of this blue stuff spilled all over him. Oh, my dolls. And then my boss is going to be so mad at me. Who's your boss, man? Legis the Terrible. Why don't we meet you at the docks in the morning? We'll see if we can help you out. Hey, Demi Rock, you can come sit over here with us, bro. Bro, I got beers. I think we all kind of maybe meet up before we get to the docks. Hey, hey, Demi Rock, you see where that lunatic is down there? That's our man. Hey, you see, he did have some hair last night. All of it's gone. Oh. I was just like, there's no way my day could get any worse. What else? What else? You hear a cry off in the distance. You can see a pair of figures. They're harpies. Oh, shit. We're running towards the city. When you walk into the plaza, you see a group of four goblins sort of walking around with filled tankers and stabbing whoever comes close to them. This is not rock and roll. Go give your Meemaw some kisses and come sit by the fire. Because I'm about to tell you the story of Would anyone like to summarize what they did in the session? Or they felt like they did, you know? I mostly was just just uh exceptionally intoxicated throwing up and unable to really do a whole lot. I absolutely wonderfully uh, broadcasted my spellcasting ability to my fullest extent and bought a cool sword. My throngs of fans uh, swept me swept me up after my amazing performances, and then I made a shady deal down on the dock, you know, just another Friday night festival. And, uh... I had the pleasure of interacting with somebody who said prefabricated children <laughs> and taking a job from him. You guys enjoyed the festival, got drunk, uh, met a guy in the bar who trashed the place a little bit. You kicked him out after scolding him harshly. You then met the gnome character that uh, Matt described earlier, who very nervously and talkatively offered you a job to unload some crates off of an airship, which had yet to arrive. He asked you to meet you, meet him the following day at the docks, and he would have you sign the paperwork for him that he drew up the night before. You guys went with him, met him, uh, witnessed the total hair loss that had ensued in the in the previous night, and agreed to accept the job, writing your names on the contract that you were given. 
Shortly after that, you heard a screech from within the city and cries for help. Copes, looking to the skies and the stars, saw harpies above. And you guys uh, moved into action. I believe that about covers it. Almost, yeah. We ran into town, and some goblins had been murdering some people and were enjoying in the festive delights blue liquor and uh, the bones of their prey. And I believe, like, we popped it off. I think uh, I cast Bardic Inspiration on Thrasher. Thank you, by the way. And I'm pretty sure I saw him pull an axe from somewhere. From the place I keep my axe. His special axe place. <laughs> my axe place. You know, the axe hole. The axe the hole. Axe oh, yeah. oh yeah. sweet Jesus. So would that be some initiatives? Dimarok, 11. Copes, 13. Knox, 17. Thrasher, 14. Forgot my name for a split second there. As you draw your arms and prepare for battle, the goblins taunt you mercilessly. Me, I'm a goblin man. I like red armor. <laughs> I like the green armor. Brown armor. I'm a goblin man. What are you going to do about it? Me. I'm here. I'm a goblin. We're not good at rhymes. We're here for your gold and your women. All right, you guys run up. This is uh, after you've cast or you've uh, encouraged Thrasher with your words. You see four goblins kind of sitting around a, one of the ale barrels, kind of happily drinking from it. There are many revelers lying on the ground, some of them still drunk, but others kind of cowering in fear away from the goblins. Many of them are lying dead on the ground in pools of their own blood. The goblins notice you as you run up. One of them, carrying a bloody dagger in its hand, sort of picks his teeth with it and flashes a bloodied grin. And the, uh, the four goblins get down and see that two of them have uh, daggers that they're wielding, little crude iron weapons that are twisted and kind of blunted maybe even. The other two have slings that they're whipping up in the air, preparing to throw stuff at you. So, Nox, Nox, you're up. Um, and uh, how close are those guys? Are they close together or are they all kind of spread out? The four of them are close together. They were kind of crowded around this barrel and they're probably, I'd say within, you know, probably about 20 feet of each other all, all together. You're, you are starting at this fight at 60 feet away. Okay, so I am uh, on Thrasher's back, uh, as we all remember. Uh, so I think I'm, can I just hold my turn right now? Uh, or prepare to make an attack if Thrasher gets up there. I can't make it that far. I got short gnome legs. Uh, so I'm just going to hold my turn uh, until Thrasher uh, moves me a little bit closer. Actually, I tell you what, I've got, I've got, uh, I got magic. I am a wizard, so. Oh, I got magic. I'm you said we're 60 feet away, right? That's correct. Okay, so uh, Nox uh, pulls out his dagger in one hand. Uh, and uh, as his other hand kind of begins to glow with some orange energy around it, he bangs the dagger into his hand, and he's going to cast Toll of the Dead on the closest one to us. Uh, so a loud booming sound comes out as he slaps his hands together, uh, and the creature will have to make a wisdom saving throw. So that is a poor roll on this little goblin. It is the one who picked his teeth and flashed his grin at you. So that is going to be uh, two damage to him. Really detrimental amount there. The the goblin winces in minor agony. <laughs> uh, and then I, he's just going to hang on to Thresher's back and say, uh, Hey, Thresher, let's get in there, man. I'm, I'm with you. 
I got your back. Well, in that case, I'm I'm going to dash right up to them. And uh, once I get right up on them and I see, you know, this guy picking his teeth with a bloody dagger and they're spilling ale all over the place and Thresh just done like that. They're wasting booze. I rage. And that's all I can do on this turn. <laughs> but I'm right up on them. I'm ready. What What's the visual of you raging? Do your veins pop or anything like that? That kind of stuff? Just wondering. The knees of his jeans rip. <laughs> <laughs> he sprouts a wallet chain. <laughs> You're just describing Thrasher. He's got all these things already, man. All right, so let's go ahead. Uh, Copes is next. Copesy. All right, so uh, I'm 60 feet away. Copes is going to run up, hoof it up there, and just... Gonna, I'm going to do a cool jumping throw just just for some flavor, flavor town, and I'm going to, I've already got my javelin out, so I'm just going to huck one at the goblin picking his teeth. And I rolled a one, so I do one damage, and I guess the javelin flips around and just kind of bonks him in the leg with the, nice. with the not sharp Wait, edge, because I'm not very good at this. I don't get what you did. That looks like a correct roll to me. A 13 to hit. You didn't say what the hit was. Right, I forgot how D&D works. Yeah, so a 13 does hit. Oh, a 13 does hit. Okay, sweet. So then I rolled a one. <laughs> we are really piling on the damage on this guy. All right, he's previously winced from the sound of the bell. And then, and then, and then your javelin just, like, runs along the top of his head, giving him a nasty, like, you know, burn from the friction. I like to imagine there's maybe a splinter sticking out, and it just kind of gets him. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Now he's got a splinter sticking out of his head. He's now Splinterhead, the goblin. Nice. And I moved up 35 feet, so I'm 25 from them for my next turn. Uh, Demarok, you're up. So where are you and Thrasher at, uh, Nox? We're right up on them now. I ran up right all right to them. He moved very far ahead. He dashed up all the way up to him, so he's within five feet of one at minimum. Well, that really that really bums my whistle. Didn't mean to yuck your yum. My yum has been yucked. Right, so, okay. When Dimarok enters battle, he always wears this slightly oversized tunic, this hooded tunic, and it's got one long pocket that goes all the way through, and it holds his drumstick, so reaches into his pockets and pulls those out. And the way his magic works, you know, kind of a um, ethereal drum, like percussion pieces are created. So he starts to like slowly beat uh, like a like a little snare, like kind of forms in front of him. But ethereal see-through, like almost there, but not there. And so he starts marching forward and kind of like driving a beat for the team. Just he starts making his 30 foot forward. He moves his full 30 foot and then casts true strike and it comes with just like a really quick little drum roll and he cast it at the goblin closest to him which one was this that you targeted was it splinterhead or another one with a dagger do one of them seem like particularly more armored they all seem roughly equal i could have described them better maybe they're wearing like this like patchwork kind of cobbled together leather armor which is like more like leather harnesses and some like kind of kilt like skirts that they're wearing yeah um, then it would either be random or unless one stood out to me as like the leader or like the 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 instigator 
Uh, it doesn't look like any of them in particular, but I'll tell you that one of them is missing an eye, so he looks kind of, you know, he looks evil. Oh, I think I already know his weakness then. So let's do <laughs> a different one. Like, death perception is his weakness. <laughs> you all heard it here, folks. Brent thinks that disabilities make you evil. Damn, yeah. I, I, just, I just learned something about myself. So... <laughs> Alright, so there's the two sling guys. One of them has a bandana. You you want to go for that one? And then the other guy has a uh, like a face covering. Yeah, the face covering guy. Let's get him. No face, that's what we'll call him. The guy with no depth perception has a sling? <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. That goblin better have disadvantage when he attacks with that fucking sling, bro. Right, maybe he, that's how he lost his eye. Alright, uh, <laughs> let's uh, get back to your turn, Demarok. What does your ability do? Okay, so what it does is I get to see into the target's defenses, and on my next attack roll against the target, I get advantage on that attack. So, yeah, it looks like that effect just happens. Yep, so, totally so. Yeah, so he's, he looks shaken, like you've still, like your beats have drummed themselves into his soul. He's never known fear like this. He yells. He says that out loud. I've never known fear such as this. All right, so now they're going to go. You never told me about his weaknesses. Uh, weak to stabbing and punching. Maybe. Let's see. Oh, what is his weakness? You can, you can decide that for yourself if you want. Oh, I, no. You tell me. Let my magic tell me. So you, so you see that as your, your drum beats shake the ground, you see that he, he stands like a little unsteadily on his left foot. Ooh. Okay, I like that. Alright, so, you guys advance on the goblin right in front of you. Splinterhead grins as he looks at his comrades around you, and then uh, strikes at Thrasher with his dagger. Bring it on! So, a 10 does not hit, I assume? Nope. You jump backward, jostling, knocks as you narrowly dodge the blow. Probably wasn't that narrow, actually. Knox is making himself very small on Thrasher's back. Quite the feet. For Knox. Very difficult for a gnome. Yeah. To... <laughs> Alright, so um, the other goblin with the dagger backs away quickly and then throws his at Thrasher. Alright, and we got an 18 to hit this time. He deals 5 damage to you. But I believe that will be 2? Oh, you're so pissed off. I forgot how pissed off you were. Just so angry. Oh, just go shove it off. Alright, yeah, you, you kind of shrug it off as the dagger grazes you. The other two goblins twirl their slings and fire a single shot at both Demarok and Nox. Actually, aiming at your. Do you are you? Is Nox uh, bald? What kind of? What's his hair situation? Um, Nox has a long or medium length brown hair, kind of messy on the top. It I look. It looks just like a backpack would. Very indiscernible. I don't know if that affects it. He, 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 <laughs> a backpack, you know, styled haircut. All right, we're taking another shot here. So that's a 22 against Knox, and then a 5 against Demarok. Yeah, 22 will hit. 5 barely misses. Knox, you get hit for 6 damage <laughs> with a sling blow. So the goblins took their turn. They did some damage to y'all, and then you see them all. They seem to quickly shuffle and move backward away from you all at once. They kind of do this like little goblin scurry backward. So does, uh, did he pull away from Thrasher? Does he get an attack of opportunity or did the one guy stay there or two? 
they're so nimble and quick that they just jump quickly out of the way before, even if you attempt to take a strike. Gotcha. So they they back away thirty feet, and you see that they've all they're all hiding behind stuff like overturned barrels, tables, things like that, stalls. They've all taken cover, and then it goes back to uh, Knox, who I believe was first. Okay, um, so they all kind of took cover in the same kind of area, right? Uh, they're in. We'll say they're in like the same like thirty foot area, but you know they're not all hot. Maybe two of them are hiding behind a stall. One's behind a barrel. Another one's hiding behind an overturned table. Okay. Uh, so Knox uh, reaches into his bag, and you hear a crisp crinkle as he opens his uh, brand new bag of pork rinds. <laughs> and he pulls one out and crushes it into the air. And as he blows it across the air behind the barrels where the two of them are, he casts grease. This is important for the spell casting, the, the magics. What flavor pork rind is it? <laughs> um, these are. Uh, Spicy, hot, spicy. Hot. No, they're they're uh, chipotle lime. My mouth immediately watered. Uh, and then he also crunches one in his mouth and hands one up to Thrasher. Says, "Hey, man, I got a snack for you." Thanks, man. Game fuel. <laughs> uh, so that is going to be a ten foot square. I was hoping I could get the two that jump behind the same area. Sure, that sounds fine. You coat the stall and whatever's around it in grease. Yes. So when the grease appears, each creature standing in it must make a dexterity saving throw or fall prone. And that's going to be DC 13. Oh, so you hear some slipping and sliding. They manage to keep their footing. That doesn't remove them from the area effect, though, right? I believe they still have to roll when they try to get out of it. They will have to roll if they enter or end its turn in the area. Uh, And then is there anything near us that I could hide behind? Yes, absolutely. Okay, Knox is going to uh, jump off and, and duck around under one of the stalls. Uh, he, he limps over. He's like, oh, my God, I got, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one out. Y'all, uh, y'all go ahead and head on. I'll be right behind you. I mean, you're small enough. You can probably get good cover that way. So taking cover, and then it's Thrasher's turn. Uh, he looks down at the dagger on the ground that cut him and bounced off. Looks back up at the goblin that ran away after he threw it. Did you just throw a dagger at me, bro? And then he runs up and swings his axe at him with a 17 hit. It's a hit for sure. I hit him for 12 damage. Which one was this? Splinterhead? Uh, this is the one that attacked me, whichever one threw a dagger at me. I don't care what he looks like, he threw a dagger at me. So we have no face, we've got uh, eye patch, we've got Splinterhead, and then we'll have, you know, Nameless. That's who you're attacking. The nameless one? The nameless one. He's about to be nameless for the rest of our existence. Uh, I run up and bring my axe back, you know, like a baseball swing. This is why you never throw stuff at me. And then I take his head off. 12 damage. Dimarok thinks to himself, like, don't throw anything at Thrasher. (laughs) Writing notes in a little notebook. That's one thing about Thrasher that you gotta know, is he hates it when you throw stuff at him. That was the power of the pork rind, baby. If you throw, you got to go. (laughs) Tagline for Thrasher. (laughs) Just a note, Matt, as someone who's used grease in the past, if you had picked a spicy pork rind, it would have also done burning damage. Oh. Yeah, fun fact. Dang it. I mean, you did say Chipotle. That's something we should incorporate, the flavor of the pork rind. (laughs) Altering the consistency. Some higher level stuff. 
All right, Copes is up. Copes, where's Splinterhead? Thrasher, you took out the one? The nameless one. The nameless one. He was hiding behind the overturned table. So Splinterhead's hiding behind a barrel. But he's not in the grease? He's not in the grease. Okay. I'm running straight up to Splinterhead. Well, I'm going to bound. Gotcha. Clop, clop, baby. Clop, (laughs) clop. And I'm going to reach into my board shorts and pull out my barely glowing rod. (laughs) And I'm going to try to drive that splinter into his brain with my stupid plastic sword. Give it a shot. This will be the same roll, so I'm just going to use my javelin. Okay. So, so you want to describe that, or you want me to get, get you there? Just, just, just take me there. <laughs> you bring down your mighty, barely glowing rod on the top of Splinterhead's skull. Barley, bro. Some pork rind dust flies into your eye from Matt's spell, or, or Nox's spell previously. It throws your aim off entirely. And with a resounding bonk, it kind of clatters harmlessly against his head. He looks super annoyed. He's like, ah. Ah! There we go. Do you have anything to say now? Um, I'll say, totally glad and have my money on this. But hey, it's still barely glowing. <laughs> well, thank God the splinter didn't pierce it and get the rest of its luminosity out of it. You guys hear a screeching from the sky. As a moving shadow sort of blots out some of the sunlight above you. As the shadow grows larger and larger and you see the harpy itself come into range. Or a harpy. You see now up close its skin is covered in these kind of gnarly looking scale-like flesh. Almost like ostrich flesh. And it's got a mix of fur and feathers covering its body in a sort of mottled pattern. Its arms are like wings with little long claws at the end, almost like a, a wyvern's claws, if you know what that is, where it's got little hand claw hands at the end. And it has these long, gangly-looking legs with large talons at the bottom of them and fearsome-looking teeth. How tall it is? Uh, about eight feet tall. They're pretty big. Did you just describe the look of a fantasy creature with another fantasy creature? (laughs) Did I say? What did I say? Its hands, they look like those of a wyvern. Yeah. (laughs) Are harpies really eight feet tall? These are. Yeah, these these are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 Some of these details, they come to me as they're at. (laughs) Does the harpy do anything, or is it just like, is it landing in my presence? It's it's on its way down. It's 20 feet above the battlefield. Still in the air. Okay. Still in the air. So, I saw Knox run up and blow some pork dust at these guys. <laughs> and did they, they hurt him, right? Like, he got hurt somehow, and he kind of, he ran back. So, I kind of like, play my drum, I see all this happen, and like, and I want to run over to him, and as I do, the beat changes a little bit. And like two, these like two little bongo drums form. It's kind of like a nice, like upbeat, moving tempo. And I want to cast Pure Wounds. And as I lay my hand on his shoulder and kind of keep the rhythm going, I'm like, "Hey, Knox, everything gonna be all right." <laughs> Donuts. And then I cast Cure Pure Wounds, and I roll one. D8 plus my spellcasting mod. It's a three 
I don't know what the formula is. Your charisma bonus. You only ever add your bonus if it says to, and then it's just your charisma bonus. Okay, at three plus four, so seven healing. Oh, thanks, man. You're a real lifesaver. Oh, I, re- I really appreciate that. Hey, uh, yeah, man, I just need, we just need to get in there, and by the way, you see that one on the right? Yeah. He's got a bad left knee. Aha! You've given me the perfect opportunity. So, you know, aim low. <laughs> I can't reach very high, so the knees sound good. <laughs> so now it's their turn, so thank you for reminding me, Demarok. You should have rolled with disadvantage there. I'm going to go ahead and make that disadvantage roll for him. All right, and you hear slipping and sliding as he falls to the ground in a comedic thump. The knee buckles. That one fell down. Uh, one of them had his head lopped off. What? What is Your weapon's an axe, correct? A great axe, yes. Great axe, gotcha. So from cover, one of them, the one who formerly threw his dagger, he, it looks like he just throws like a, a tankard that he picked up off the ground, and he throws it at Knox, and he rolled a one. The tankard explodes. <laughs> Sending shards of glass everywhere. You see that as the glass shards shatter, the goblin rears back in pain and falls on the ground. You see him clutching his single good eye. (laughs) The other two fire their slings at one at Thrasher, which is a six. Nope. It sure isn't. And then one at Copes. Copes, you got a 15 to be hit. (sighs) All right, you take four damage. Yeah. As it lightly bounces off your forehead. (laughs) Not kosher. Right, and then you see all of them, they begin scurrying backward further. You see that they're heading for the nearby buildings. It looks like they're making a getaway into the alleys of the, of the, the streets of the city. It looks like, to put it in game terms, they take a, a double move somehow, and now they're all 60 feet away. Did the guys who started in the grease roll already? Um, they only roll when they're entering, or if they end their turn inside of it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So one of them... Um, has to stand up using his turn, so he only gets 30 feet away. And it is also difficult terrain for that 10 feet. Okay, so one of them's 50 feet, two are 60 feet, and one is at 20 feet then. Oh, sorry, 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 one of the throwers is down. So um, it would be Nox's turn next. So remember, 20 and 60 feet. Um, what is the uh, harpy doing? Does it look like it's coming down towards us? It certainly looks like it. Shadow grows larger and larger as it caws viciously. Uh, and can I tell, I, I, just depending on the direction, is it coming? Is it coming towards where uh, me and Demirak are, or is it going up towards uh, the other two at the goblins? So it looks like it's coming down over you and Demirak, because you guys are right next to each other, right? Okay. Uh, I am going to uh, just kind of take a look at that harpy and keep an eye on it and uh, prepare to cast a spell if it gets near us, if it comes at us. I'm going to hold the action. Okay. Nat. Alright, next one is Thrasher. Uh, so the, there's the one 20 feet away? That's not the one that attacked at me, is it? Um, that's Mr. One-Eye. Uh, you killed the one that attacked you, remember, in a, in a single strike. No, the one of them slung slung at oh, me last time. Yeah. No, it's not him, sadly. Well, I'll still run up to him. Did, did your friend throw that or sling that? Trick question. I don't care. And then uh, I'll hit him <laughs> just because, you know, he's there. Why not? So that'll be a 14 to hit. That's a hit. Is that really one damage? 
one damage plus whatever your strength is and yeah so five damage so five damage he was already hurt and he goes down with a thud as you bury your axe bury your axe (laughs) say it again you bury your axe i'm not gonna say bury (laughs) into the goblin he falls to the ground dead then after that it's copes you guys should also maybe like hurt these guys they're running. How far is the harpy? 20 feet. Okay. I'm going to turn around and look at this harpy. I'm just going to uh, hurl a uh, ice knife at it. All right, it has to make a saving throw. What type? No, I have to. I do a ranged attack. Oh, you do an attack first? Okay. And mine's, mine's based off wisdom, I believe. God damn. I rolled a nine. <laughs> so I shoot an ice knife and I roll pitiful 11. Which I'm assuming does not hit. Alright, the ice knife crashes nearby, and... My ice knife flies through the air and suddenly explodes right behind it, because that's what I meant to do. Alright, he fails his saving throw. He takes six frost damage. Alright, that hurts him That hurts damage. him severely, it looks like. I would like to imagine uh, that it freezes his wings, and he falls to the ground and takes falling damage, and probably dies. The harpy caws wildly at you. Frost covering its feathers a little bit. And then, because I can move still, I'd like to hide under a table. All right, you can do that. <laughs> or inside of a barrel, or any kind of cover I can take. There's a uh, animal carcass nearby. I taunt on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you said it. I'm going to need about four or five more turns, though, so y'all keep it distracted. So, I, <laughs> yeah, so Over there trying to taunt on it with a barely glowing rod. <laughs> <laughs> Just whacking a dead animal with a glow stick. Just making lightsaber noises <laughs> with his mouth. <laughs> Is there a table? There's a table. I get underneath the table. It's a nice table. Table taunt. Fine wood. All right, so with a further cough. You see that the, the harpy descends further downward. It looks like it's coming for Nox and Demarok. Okay, so he's coming right up to us? Yep, if so you want to take your held action. Uh, yes, yeah, so I pull out, uh, or I've got my dagger in my hand, uh, and as it comes close, I'm going to swipe at it with my dagger and cast Booming Blade. Oh, so you're going you're gonna to let it get right in there before you do it. Yeah, yes. Uh, so that's an that's a 18 to hit. 18 to hit is for sure a hit. Nice. Okay, and that is going to be 1d4 plus 3. That's going to be another 1 on that damage dice, so 4 damage. Uh, And then if he moves any further away, he will take additional thunder damage. Right. There we go. That's your turn. The harpy comes in, and it starts flapping its wings quickly, and it caws... Everyone has to make a wisdom saving throw as the magically enchanted melody threatens to charm you. Yeah, yeah, but I'm under a table. Oh, no, that's going to be a five for Thrasher. Ooh. Uh, So I get advantage on those as a gnome, uh, but that is a 10 total for for Nox. Demarok got 13. Copesy got a 20. So Demarok and Copes both pass. The other two fail as you you're, as you find yourself hopelessly enchanted by the beautiful song of the harpy. 
It's magical. Oh, I've never heard a voice so beautiful. <laughs> I've never heard anything so amazing. Want to start a band? <laughs> While you're charmed in this way, if you're more than five feet, you got to take your turn to move towards the harpy by the most direct route. If you get thrown into any harmful terrain, you can repeat the saving throw. Wait, so we just have to move towards the harpy? That, that's, the, that's what the charm is, but you can play it out however you want. Maybe maybe the other two of you that passed notice some, a change in demeanor. Maybe you lower your the the two that failed lower their weapons, stare in awe at the majesty, and then it's uh, Demarok's turn. So is this harpy Tyler shot something at it or Copes did. Is it attacking us? Are harpies evil? Do I know that? Are you can roll bad? a knowledge check to know about harpies. It's an eight foot tall winged demon. <laughs> um, now I just okay. Did it like fly in and tell us? Something cool? Uh, it just started singing its beautiful song. That's what I'm saying. Is it here to, like... There's no knowledge skill, bro. I love you. You have to stop trying to talk to everything that wants to fight us. There's there's types <laughs> of knowledge skills. So, for harpies, I'd probably put that under nature or survival. Sure. Eleven. I'm under the table. I yell, hey, Demi, try your cool hand signal to see if it's a city guard. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. Eleven. You actually do know a little bit about harpies. They live in the mountains, typically, and they just try to avoid interacting with people and other creatures generally, but they have been known to kidnap humans to take back to their lairs to torment them. Okay, I heard. And that, yeah, that they do that by singing their beautiful song, luring those people to them, and then flying off with them. All right, are there any deer not fire pits from, like, the night before? Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, so I'll pick up a piece of charcoal, and I start to draw on my face like a, like a feathered appearance, as if I'm trying to like match the harpy. And this is a requirement of casting the cantrip friends. Can I cast that on a harpy? So, it is just, say, one creature, but it doesn't work if they're hostile to you already. Well, that kind of begets my first question, huh? Is that thing hostile to me? It sure is. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll run up, and I get as close as I can to it and I start doing like a really like bass heavy beat with my tail on the ground and cast thunder strike. Nice. Kind of saving throws you gotta do. Thunder wave. 15 foot cube wave of thunder originating from me. A constitution saving throw. Alright so constitution saving throw gets an 11. Does I assume that does not succeed. Does not succeed. No, No Brent. Does not succeed. All right, so what happens to it? Takes 2d8 damage and is pushed 10 feet away from me. And everything around me goes flying 10 feet away as well. So, oh, it's going to take 14 damage. Nice. Yeah, it's like the waves of my beach start getting like harder and harder on the ground. And you see like the dirt start to rattle and a wave kind of builds up. And then like on a final strike, it just all the energy I created like pushes away from me and like Directed to the harpy, throwing him back into the air. Alright, the, the harpy looks at you with its oddly human-like face in shock as you blast it upward, sending its feathers flying and fur flying as it wildly attempts to ride itself in the air. And it looks, it looks significantly hurt. Demi, why would you do that, man? She's beautiful! Hey, I've dealt with groupies <laughs> like this before! And she's a... She's a <laughs> careful. Go, let's see. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> she's a... a 
Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nah, she's a poser. She's no good for you. She's just going to slow down your rock and roll, brother. We got to get her out of here. You guys are having this discussion here. Oh, no. You see the remaining two goblins slip into alleyways around nearby houses. Was anyone close to them? I killed the one that was only 20 feet away from me. The other two had gone 60. You see that they slip away, and you can't see them any longer, with only the harpy remaining at the moment. And then it's Nox's turn. Okay, so as being charmed, I can't, like, make any action against it, correct? That's right. You have to try to move on your turn towards the harpy by the most direct route. So uh, it's 10 feet up in the air. <laughs> well, that should I be easy. I can fly. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I run up, kind of get directly under the harpy, uh, and I look at Damien. I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing? You need to back off. Nox, my dude, she's got you under some kind of spell. You really got to get out of here. And I try to start <laughs> pushing him backwards. I grab his shoulders, and I'm like walking him back. And I guess that's the end of my turn. Do I get to save again? You get to make another save, yeah. That was a uh, wisdom? <laughs> that's a seven and a three. <laughs> Do you want to have inspired him on your turn, since you just kind of took it anyway? I think, I think what you said kind of qualifies. I don't think I have a reaction like that. No, I know. I, I mean, I, got a, I only got a seven, so I don't think it's going to matter. <laughs> I'm just offering something up to you here. Since you kind of talked him up on your previous turn, too. I'd say that could be, like, inspiration. Uh, yeah, sure. It's up to you. I mean, it, I, know, I know it's easy to forget the stuff you can do, so try, I try, try to be, like, chill about it. Oh, okay, yeah. I could have bonus actioned a cantrip. Blast him. Nox, this bird ain't for you, bro. We gotta get out of here. So I'll let you have some inspiration there. Roll a d6, Nox, to add to your roll. That's going to be a five, so that would be a 12 total. A five? That's a success. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, bro, you're right. She's crazy. See what I'm saying? That's a big eight-foot-tall bird, bro. She was trying to eat you. I guess I just like the attention, you know? Bro, I'll play you a song. Do-do-do. Do-do-do. Those taller women typically don't come my way. Hey, I guess get it where you can. (laughs) Okay. And then it is Thrasher's turn. Thrasher sees the goblins scurry away, and you know he's thinking about chasing after him. But then he hears that enchanting call from that harp. <laughs> he turns and makes his way as quickly as he can towards her. And uh, I don't know if I can jump ten feet in the air, but I'm about to try. Well, look up the rules. Will that be athletics? I believe it is. I'm going to look up the rule for vertical jumping real quick. So I hope you make it. That's going to be a twelve. But you know what? He's re- he thinks this is really, really important. So he's going to go ahead and use that bardic inspiration from earlier. <laughs> so that 12 is now a 15. Ooh, a 15? What's your strength modifier? Strength is plus two. You make it. <laughs> I want to say this. I want to say this. If you let him do this, Thrasher can now dunk. I, I looked up <laughs> how it works. It says he can do it. Oh, fuck. Well, I grabbed dunk. her legs. I jumped up there and I just grabbed onto her. You feel the warm embrace of her talon grasp around your hand. You're so beautiful. I love you so much. I'll do anything for you. As she continues her song, to your much to your enjoyment, 
but you feel her talons dig in and you get your next saving throw here at the end of your turn. <laughs> Should have saved that part of inspiration. <laughs> I couldn't, man. I, I, I had to know, you know? I do like that Brent said they only try to steal humans and you being the only human, you ran up there and jumped up and grabbed her. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's okay, guys, because my saving throw was a six. So you are still under the effects of the spell? You're loving this. So I imagine that, like, as, as Demarok, I just, like, finally get Nox back, get him all the way back to the group. We get back in hiding, and I turn around, and I see Thrasher just, like, full sprint, run, and jump out right, like, right into her claws. Like, it just gets caught by this freaking heartbeat. I'm like, oh, my God. <sighs> I kind of shrug my shoulders and start sprinting back that way. All right, so it's taking its turn. Beautiful. Love you so much. And you see it caw. Cock slash cackle <laughs> happily as it ascends further into the sky. It's a beautiful sound. I love it so much. You're so beautiful. We going back to your place? He flies forward 40 feet and up 20 feet. So he's 40, he's well, 30 feet up, 40 feet away. And he's flying away with your friend. <laughs> oh. Are you yelling anything to them, Thrasher? What do I need to talk to them for? I'm about to get laid. <laughs> It looks like they're trying to help you. Don't wait up, guys. <laughs> <sighs> That's so metal. <laughs> All right. Copes, you're up. Okay, so I'm under this table, and I've been transfixed by seeing what's everything's going on, and then I look up at the top of the table and taped there, magic trident, somehow taped under this table. Uh-huh. So I say, uh... Well, that's weird. And I roll out. So she's 20 feet away, 40 feet away. 30 feet up. 30 feet up. 40 feet away from me, right? If you can move 30 feet distance, she'd probably be about 40 feet away from you, including the vertical and horizontal. I have mirthful leaps, right? I can roll a D8 and add the number to the feet. I can jump. I want to do a sweet jump throw, Javelin. Sounds good. So I'm going to climb up on the table, laugh kind of mirthfully, with one of my javelins in hand and jump as high as I can and throw a javelin at it. So make make that make that athletics check. If it's high enough, you get advantage. So 15, I'd say that's good enough to, to get that. Fuck uh, yeah, so I get advantage on my javelin throw? That's right. Awesome. All right, so I'm going to rear back as I'm flying gracefully through the air and throw this javelin. So that's a 17 to hit. Nice. That's a hit. It hits. Awesome. All right, so as I... Jump in the air with my powerful satyr legs, and uh, I'm I'm kind of into this now. I'm I'm in the skies where I belong. I chuck my javelin and try to free my my boy Thrasher, and I rolled a six max damage, baby. Noise. So what happens? So as it's singing, I'm running and leap. It's flying away from us, and I run and leap off the table with my javelin drawn back in slow motion. And as it's flying away, I throw my javelin. It shoots straight to the back of its skull, and the the point sticks right out of its singing mouth, the back of her head. And the creature begins to <laughs> waver in the sky before it starts tumbling into to the ground. No, Thrasher still in its grasp. The two of you fall uh, thirty feet to the ground. <laughs> I'm gonna try and land so that. Uh... She lands on top of me to try and cushion the fall for her. I think that's fair. I'll let you try that. We'll go 
No, he wants her to land on top of him. Yeah, I, I try see if I can save her. <laughs> what? Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, okay. man. Who got you? I don't know if she's dead yet. Go ahead and uh, acrobatics, I'd say. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's going to be a dirty 20. Oh. I tank all that. Yeah, cradling your... Your love in your arms, you twist wildly, hoping to gain control for just a moment so you can save your beloved as you suddenly crash into the ground, hearing uh, your own bones <laughs> crumble slightly as the weight of the harpy falls on top of you. Ugh, my bones! Can that be the episode name, The Weight of the Harpy? <laughs> the Weight of the Harpy. <laughs> Roll some damage. She broke my harp. Somebody get that frog. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, that's 18 damage. <laughs> Which I was still raging, so that's going to be nine. Okay, all right. Assuming that is, like, bludgeoning. Yeah, it is bludgeoning. What's that put you at? Uh, I mean, I don't want to take you out of the magic, but if I was going to put it on, like, a numerical scale, I'd say uh, that's, like, a three out of 14. Ugh. If only those were sticks and stones. <laughs> <laughs> Is the spell broken now? Can I not be in love with this harpy anymore? At the end of your turn. <laughs> <laughs> you listen for a moment. You don't feel the breath of the harpy. It doesn't feel like she's moving. My love. No. <laughs> you, as you like struggle beneath her, under, under her weight, you're not necessarily able to get out from under her easily. Flailing around. Cops, get over here, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, you're still raging, that's right. It was my one chance at happiness. I use any bit of movement to get back towards the table. <laughs> I want to run up behind behind Thrasher and kind of like wrap my arms around him. And be like, buddy, buddy, I know, man. Like, bro, I saw how much you loved that bird. She was everything to me. I, I know, man. It happened so fast. <laughs> And now it's over, and you know what? You're just never coming back, and you realize that now. I was going to give up my dreams for her. Thrash? I'd have worn a tie. <laughs> Look, I know that that means a lot, but you find somebody else to wear a tie for. Never again. I'm going back to metal. <laughs> also, uh, she's Definitely a corpse, and I can now feel that that was a charm, and I hate her. No, hey, no. I'll never let another harpy break my harp again. H heart. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's that's metal, bro. Knox looks over at Copes. Man, I can't believe he fell for that charm. <laughs> Who would do that? Copes was turned around running away. <laughs> Copes, I'm sorry, bro. I didn't mean it. Uh, oh, you over her, bro? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, that old news. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> fine. Okay. Well, that's super great news because I totally saw you behead creature. Yeah, that was awesome. Like 18 seconds ago, and I was totally nervous. I killed the one thing you've ever loved. You hear the groans of the injured. <laughs> but, hey. Hey, Thrash, did you see that sweet, uh, that throw? Uh, that, yeah, that was, that was pretty uh, great, man. Uh, hey, guys, maybe we should, like, do something about all the injured townsfolk. Oh, uh, my leg. I think, well, 
Or we could just go uh, uh, for the goblin. I'm gonna go help that guy's leg. And then I go help that guy's leg. You hear uh, scattered screeches throughout the city. It sounds like there are other harpies, and before too long, you see other uh, harpy figures ascend upward into the sky. Too far for you to meaningfully interject. One of them arises from not too far away from you. As it rises above, it clutches a familiar short figure in its claws. No! No! Damn! I'm never gonna get paid. You see that the harpy is actually riddled with arrows, and as you watch it, an, a, an arrow flies through the sky, which the harpy just barely dodged. As you look to the source of the arrow, you see Ilgus, the elven city watch captain. Ilgus! Whoop whoop! <laughs> and throw up my hands in a familiar signal. <laughs> he, 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 he takes just a moment to register what you said before, before take, before from his rooftop taking sights yet again on the harpy. He calls, he, he calls out. <laughs> No, I don't respond to that. <laughs> like this. Hey, maybe, uh, you know, when Demarok did that, it inspired him somehow for this next shot that he's about to take at that harpy. Maybe he looks a little bit embarrassed. Maybe he, he doesn't, he didn't, you know, he doesn't like share that part of his life. Maybe it's like, you know, kind of like the frat city watch life that he left behind. And, you know, he stopped drinking and stuff like that. So... You know, it's 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 a sore spot in his past, and you get all that just from it by looking at his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as I yell, whoop whoop, it cast sense of bardic inspiration. He levels an arrow for another shot, um, and he says, "Make make for catching your your friend here." He says it in a very even tone, as though it's just another thing. Start running. Yeah, I will make for catching our friend. All right, and he takes his shot. Make for catching your friend. Yeah, I don't know why I said it like that, but... So he takes his shot. Ooh, he gets a resounding 30 to hit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's gonna do the D. Can I just... Can I play that guy? Yeah. That's why I add all these NPCs. <laughs> you can swap out with them at any time. As that last arrow pierces through the harpy's chest, it lets go of, of your gnome friend as he tumbles toward the ground. He looks like he's going to fall about 40 feet. So what's, what's your plan, guys? We'll say you're all in, you know, in position to do something here. I'm going to catch him. I'm going to dive and catch him. <laughs> as, it, as the harpy flies over, you're going to go catch him using your... I go catch him. That's it. Yeah, that's all of it. I do it. You run up and you, you yell something like, That's my paycheck! As he tumbles down into your arms, roll an athletics check. (laughs) Seven. (laughs) That's gonna be a seven. So uh, I, I'm pretty sure you're not raging anymore because the the fight ended. Has it been a minute? Well, you you end your rage if you don't deal damage or take damage on your previous turn. Sure, it's for a minute. He took damage. Yeah. And I did take damage. Well, but you guys were talking. Remember in your spell wore off and stuff, which wouldn't have happened until your next turn? Uh, That's so true. We did monologue. uh, That's not monologue. We talked. Darn my tendencies for monologues. That'll show you for talking to your teammates. 
He is a gnome. We did, you know, yeah. which is like 30, 40 pounds. That's, that's not too bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm taking that into account. He still rolled a three. <laughs> I, mean, I think he missed it. Hey, 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 it was a seven total. <laughs> all right. And, all right. You, you catch him in your arms and just like a, like a dead weight boulder. It's just like you feel the <laughs> pressure just pound through your chest instantly, slamming you to the ground, knocking the air out of you as you take a resounding 11 damage. <laughs> which, which just to put it in perspective, you split some of this damage with him. So he took a little bit. All right. Here, let me go ahead and uh, play out what. Thrasher would say next. Do you guys get that? Yep, love that. Love that. Great. As Thrasher falls to the ground under the weight of his gnome friend, the harpy a moment later tumbles to the ground. It lands uh, on top. <laughs> that's, that's what, that's what, what do you think? I mean, listen, if it's falling directly where it fell. <laughs> yeah. If this actually does kill me, I get to be that frog. You guys stand there in silence for a moment, having seen this happen before you see the shadow above you growing in size quickly. <laughs> you look up and see the harpy's body tumbling down to the ground. <laughs> Thrasher goes, Can I? <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Knox? Um, I would, well, I was going to say, I'd like to try to get in. There, there's no way I can be in a 15 foot cube with the harpy and not the unconscious Thrasher, is there? Depends on if it's a cube originating from you, you can kind of point it upward and not include people on the ground. So I want to use Thunder Wave to just knock the trajectory of this thing off course, if that wouldn't hit him. Uh, It it would not. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, Nox is going to run up again, uh, and he has a a similar kind of orange glow in one of the hands, uh, and he jumps up and casts Thunder Wave. Uh, smashing his hands together and a cube of force uh, rattles out all around him, uh, narrowly missing Thrasher on the ground, but the force of the blowback pushes the harpy away so it does not land on them as well. What was that orange color? Was that Cheeto dust? (laughs) Yeah, that's the pork rind dust. Still on his fingers. So with a fearsome blast of, of sound and air, you knock the harpy off course as it tumbles to the ground 15 feet away. Thank you. Nice, Nice move, Knox. Hey guys, can can y'all help him? He doesn't look good. I come like sprinting in a moment later. It's Dimarok. Do like the sweet like knee slide right up to Thrasher and got my drumsticks in my hand and just start doing a little tap right above his heart, like a and cast cure wounds. <gasps> Do we still get the paycheck? I think that's gonna cost extra, man. All right. There's nine nine points of HP. Thank you. You sit there in silence for a few moments. You see some remaining harpies, maybe five or six of them, flying off towards the mountain to the north. Um, it looks like all of them have hostages or whatever they are. Uh, so I'm going to look at the, uh, the gnome figure on the ground. Is he okay? Is he conscious? It looks like he definitely took a beating. He is unconscious. I raise my tail high in the air. And I slam it down hard onto his chest like a defibrillator. <laughs> Casting cure wounds, trying to shock some life back into it. Do you have any more cure wounds? Last one. Nice. And I'll, I'll give you a little bit of detail for a moment. You see that now that you're close up to him, he's covered in blood. He's like covered in blood. Though he doesn't have any cuts on his own skin. 
Um, it does look like he was pr bruised pretty badly in the fall. And as you strike him with your healing thump, you see him awaken suddenly with bulging eyes. He, he looks up at you, your horns, you know, sticking out above you. It's, it's still here! It's still here! He tries to scramble away. Whoa, 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 wagon wheel! Calm down. You remember he wore glasses before as he, as he <laughs> attempts to scramble away. Calm down, calm down, little dude. He stops, not of his own volition, as he trips over some nearby debris, completely missing it and tumbling to the ground yet again. He, he kind of cowers behind you until he hears your voice. Ah, ah, it's, it's you? Demarok, right? Yeah, yeah, weird little gnome guy. You're in league with the harpies? Ah! No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, bro. Like, no, no, we just, we just killed two harpies. You rescued me? We just saved you, bro. I can't see anything. Where, where are my glasses? I don't know. I'm going to look around for his glasses. I cast fine glasses to cantrip. <laughs> you got a 13 perception. Okay. As, as this conversation sort of happening, you hear Elgus call. He's like, if you want to make yourself useful, tend to the wounded or help look for the goblins that are fleeing the city. We don't know where they came in. And then he jumps off the roof somewhere else and, you know, <laughs> Copes is going to be uh, when I'm fetching my javelins dipping the tips of them in the grease to coat them Okay. so to kind of set the scene there's plenty of injured people on the ground a lot of them are dead at this point you see a lot of people are conscious now with just really killer headaches and wondering what's going on like a lot of the stuff's been torn apart it looks like the, the damage wasn't just in this area it looks like goblins popped up just about everywhere and there's a large effort from the people who are up and able to you know, start aiding the people in some way. So if you guys have any anything you'd like to engage in here, then that's, this is your time. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah, absolutely. Having been here for at least a few months, have any attacks, attacks ever talked about? Okay, so you know that the mountain in question that I talk about is Fargrave Mountain? It's named as such because there's supposedly like an ancient gravesite up there, but in the last 30, 40 years, it became inhabited with harpies and goblins, which typically only come out at night, but it's largely kept people from, you know, exploring the mountain any further. Most people just stay away from it nowadays. And the harpies don't typically do stuff like this in your experience. They haven't in the last three months. You've probably never even seen or heard one. Okay, well, I, I mean, I imagine I just start helping the town although you did heal you did heal your gnome friend he still is pretty banged up and wants to take leave to rest is there a hospital in town somewhere that we would know about that we could maybe help people get there or get supplies from there to the people yeah there's a, there's a infirmaries uh, i'm going to start picking up the smaller citizens uh gnomes and what have you just carrying them to the hospital are there any terribly hurt children near Copes? Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. I'm going to run to uh, just the closest, like, kid that's hurt and just, I have a cure wounds, and just heal him and then take him. I'm going to follow uh, Thrasher's lead, kind of. You guys take part in the, the, the aid, med giving medicinal aid to the people, helping them. With, we take the part AIDS, in the yeah. AIDS. That's right. We're like, we're carrying a stretcher between the two of us, and it's adorable. 
Yeah, I think Knox is just kind of maybe the people that are waking up hungover and in decent condition, like just get trying to get people to go indoors, um, kind of get everybody out out from the open. Nothing to see here. Move along. And uh, he's going to kind of look around and be like, hey, hey, guys, do you think we need to try to figure out where those goblins went or or do you think we need to, to hang here and, and try to help the people at this point? I would love to find those goblins. Yeah, I mean, we need to get a few of these people to help, you know, but threat is still here. It's just gonna it's just gonna be more and more of these guys, so we need to knock these things out. Or at least see where they're going or where they're coming from. So I think uh what, what Knox would like to do would be to kinda either maybe move back to where the goblins were heading or, or kinda look around and see if, if if he can figure out like how they came up through the city so quickly. So you basically will have a certain number of chances to follow the lead. It's up to you to come up with how you are following that lead. Okay. And you can use just about anything you can justify for this. Okay. And a- anyone else can help too if they want to take part. I would like to find some goblins. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to help out with this. The first thing I want to do is go to the grease that I cast uh, and see if I can track like grease on the boots as they ran out of the pile heading that way. Oh, I like that. So that'd be an investigation check. Okay. Can we smell the pork rinds? <laughs> uh, that is going to be a 17 investigation. Nice. All right. You can follow a relatively easy uh, line of grease. Perhaps you find it by slipping on it briefly. <laughs> yeah, he turns back. He's running, following the trail, and he turns back to call to everyone. He's like, hey, guys, I found a trail. And he just slips and absolutely eats it, slides into a cart. And he sticks <laughs> up. He's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I found a trail. On my way, bro. After we've helped a few people, then I'm going to join them in uh, tracking these goblins. Uh, Demarok, what you got? Yeah, I'm going to kind of, I mean, just kind of work with them as a team. But as we come to, like, the entrances, I'm making sure to, like, bend down in the dirt. I mark a sigil of my clan, which is, it's like a defensive sigil. It shows warning, will attack, don't enter here. It's just, is is like, kind of my way to, like, help ward off further attack from the town. All right, so anyone can make a roll to continue following the trail. You just got to give me some kind of justification for what you're rolling. I got one. Um, uh, they ran down something about an alleyway or something. They ran between buildings. I'm going to see if I notice any uh, light scratches on the walls of the houses from where a splinter might have nicked okay. the wall or something like that from old splinter head. It'll be a 14 investigation. You're able to find very subtle scratches into the stone and wood buildings on either side, and you're able to follow the tracks. Uh, they head- seem to be heading towards the docks. Hey, Knox, it looks like they're going this way, guys. Uh, I, I, let's, let's keep going. Let's see if we can... Maybe we don't find them, but maybe we find out where they were, where they were headed. Maybe get some information into why this happened. All right, so we got one more. Uh, I would like to look for the tracks while doing a handstand. Uh-huh. So that'll be athletics. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think that works. I get it. I've, uh, you know, I'll, I'll use my survival skills. Just, you know, I've, I've, I've probably done some tracking before. Yeah, but what are you looking for specifically? You know, I'm, I'm still kind of about to smell those pork rinds because when he first said it, I got hungry personally. And now I'm talking about it again and my mouth is watering. Yeah, I'm just sniffing out for pork rinds. That is going to be a 10. 10? You follow the smell of pork rinds, and you follow it for a couple minutes, and it is taking you closer to the docks, but you eventually are led to a half-eaten bag 
of sour cream and onion pork rinds. Ah. It looks like it was a, a red herring. <laughs> red, red herring. They're, they're red herring flavored <laughs> pork rinds. <laughs> red, <laughs> red herring. Is that the brand? Damn, red yeah. herring sour cream and onion pork <laughs> yeah, rinds? that's right. He like leads us to the end of an alley and it's blocked off yeah. just a bag of pork rinds. I mean, rinds. I'm upset, but Damn. also like, mm, pork rinds. So that's, that's one failure that doesn't keep you from succeeding ultimately at the challenge. So anyone else got something? Let's try try to avoid using the same skill more than once, just for fun's sake. Unless you're using it in a way a different way. Yeah, I don't. I don't now. Now, actually, with these docks, as you say, you're approaching the docks. It's kind of a bigger building, right? The, the docks are not like regular docks, no, like you mentioned. It, no, it is like it's almost like a a, a coast fortress. Like if you could picture like right. those old forts in Spain and Puerto Rico. I'm Brent. I've been around the world. <laughs> Just like in fantasy Spain, I got in fantasy Puerto Rico. <laughs> I got another option. Hey, hey guys, I may have something, but it's going to take a little time. Has anybody else got an idea? Uh, well, look, there's the two guys laying right there by those barrels. Uh, let's just ask them maybe if they saw if they saw anybody run by. Yeah, that's a good idea. See see if anybody saw anything. There are guys laying by barrels. I'm going to walk up to um, Kylie. Just make that up. Yeah, you can find some guys. I'm going to walk up to the two guys laying next to the uh, the barrel full of blue booze. And I imagine they're like hungover or shit or maybe hurt. But I'm going to ask them if they saw. They're pretty out of it. Um, you'll have to do something to get their attention. I'm going to run up and do a performance check. And I'm going to do a cool constellation dance. Uh, I love to picture that. Yeah, it's where I... Um, kind of jump right in front of them like pow, like my hooves like boom and then i start tracing uh all kinds of different and i'm like targons boom, pow, boom. there am i uh, 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 tracing all my sweet constellation and is demarok there giving you a beat i would like to i would like to think that yeah most definitely just anytime i see him go to performance mode but really i'm just trying to garner their their full attention all right go ahead and make your roll Ooh, that's an 18 all right they perk up oh Wow, that's amazing! Ooh, they're clap, they're clapping and clopping along with you, and then eventually they get up, and it's like they're like they're line dancing with you. Okay, um, drunkenly. Yeah, I turn around and just dance harder. All right, you guys dance for a good, you know, nice like ten minutes while everyone stands there. <laughs> and like, oh, you guys wind down, and they're like, oh, you guys are drinking some water, cooling off. He's like, oh, so what? What was it you wanted? I turn around, I'm like. Oh. Anyway, did you did you guys see any goblins? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> One with the bandana. <sighs> we did, okay, we didn't see him. Yeah. All right, all right. Which way did they? Dude, you're out oh, of shape, God. man. I know. I usually do like just. I don't dance a lot. Ah, <sighs> uh, right on, brother. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it, bro. I'm very influential on the way people speak. <laughs> He's like, well, well, if you're looking for goblins, I don't know if this is what you're looking for, but a pair of goblins ran over by those boulders over there where that where that wall partially fell down. I don't know if that's what you meant when you meant goblins, but they're... Damn it, that's ex- exactly... Yep. Pretty much nailed it in one. Okay. Glad to be of help. Perfect. Um, Any, any tips? Monetary tips. <laughs> oh, uh, they 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 look they look a little dance. bashful for a moment as they fish around in their pockets. 
one guy's like, oh, I, I left my cash uh, at home. <laughs> How far away is your house? <laughs> it's like, well, it's, oh, okay, here, I found, I found some. Uh, uh, ooh. And the other guy sees where that's going. They both give you a, a couple gold. So four gold. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, bros. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go get the goblins who are assaulting our town. Copes! That's the reason why we're here. See ya. Copes, we gotta go. Why are you dancing? Seriously, come on, guys. Bro, I I don't know. It worked though. <laughs> all right, all right, Daniel and and Stephen. I'll see you guys later. It's nice meeting you, bros. All right, you head towards the fallen piece of uh, stone wall. All right, and you see that yes. it's uh, just mostly a pile of uh, boulders. Looks like the wall formerly stood about ten feet tall, but it looks like it collapsed at some point. You don't really see a spot with a cursory glance that, that they could be hiding in. Are any of the stones, I want to just kind of touch them, are any of them slippery? Uh, you, you touch them, they sort of fall away easily. Ah. You catch a little bit of grease on one of them. I lick my fingers and go, oh, stupid. Uh, Chipotle? And I turn it knocks and I say, is this you, bro? Some Chipotle grease on these stones. I, uh, is that lime? I may have a... A taste for the Chipotle. That's uh, that's my calling card for sure. Let's take turns licking the rock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look, you guys take turns tasting the grease on the stone uh, as the the stones sort of just fall away, revealing what looks like a uh, a hole dug into the earth. I think it's more of like a sriracha flavor. <laughs> nah, man, they had those, but they they, they were they were sold out of them. Uh, uh, chili, chili, chili lime. That's it. Chipotle lime. The lime really makes it. What other flavors do they? Not have? the time. I think we should. Uh, <laughs> I think we should check this out. But no, uh, I want to know about the flavors now. What if they did like a like a spicy ranch? He does pull out the bag of pork rinds and and share one with everybody. Oh, oh, thanks, man. Free investigation snack. That's the bag. <laughs> oh, oh, I got a really good foley sound for crunching on the pork rind. Nom, nom, nom. Crunch, <laughs> crunch, crunch. That's nom, top nom, tier crunch. fully work for you. Bite, bite. <laughs> All right, you guys enjoy a nice quiet moment of pork rind. Um, <laughs> you guys, you guys all have a moment where you feel like you'll remember this forever. It's like the first moment where you felt like real friends. Everyone gets plus one friendship. Yay! Yay! Awesome. First friendship points. All right, great episode, guys. Uh, yeah, for all the listeners, I like to give away friendship points when stuff happens that I like. So far, it has no use, but you need you need to keep track of it because maybe it will. Oh, I'm writing it down. Welcome to Discount Heroes, where the jokes are funny and the points don't matter. <laughs> I absolutely want you to write it down because. No, yeah. I've got it. One friendship right. point. Sometimes uh, if you guys participate without the others, maybe some people will get them and others won't. So, oh, That's how we know who's the better yeah. friends. I want to have the most friendship. That's a, that's, a, that's a worthy goal, according to the gods. Do you just refer to yourself as the gods? Yeah, well, who else would they be? You? Yeah, good point. All right, so <laughs> back, <laughs> back, back to the chili lime boulders. <laughs> You see that as they fall away, it reveals a, looks like a tunnel uh, carved in. As you pull the rocks away, a noxious smell emerges from beneath. Nox, no, do, do you know something about that? Yeah, do you, Nox? Oh, man, sometimes these, uh, these pork rinds, they smell a lot better on the way in than they do on the way out. If you know what I mean. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Uh, you see, looking down into the tunnel, it's roughly carved into the dirt, like it was carved out of the cobblestone at the top. And you can't see very far down. Who's got dark vision? I do. I do. Damn. I do. All right, you can see down. I don't. <laughs> you can see down except for Thrasher. Thrasher's just turned around. <laughs> uh, you see that it leads down about 15 feet into what looks like a slick, glossy tunnel that extends, let's say... Um, I guess it doesn't really matter. It's, it extends in two directions, like a T-shaped pipe. You know that this is a, a sewer entrance, or maybe it's not supposed to be, but it certainly is now. Thrasher, it looks kind of like your axe hole. Uh, he reaches back onto his back, pulls his axe out of its axe hole, gazes down into the goblin hole. He says, Let's go, boys. You step towards the edge of the noxious tunnel, the faint fumes of chili lime or chipotle lime and sewage wafting up through the air blowing your hair and with a mighty leap you plunge yourself into the axe hole no it was the goblin hole sorry sorry with a with a mighty leap (laughs) i just heard what i was gonna say in my head (laughs) with a mighty leap you plunge yourself mirthfully into the goblin hole there was more than one goblin, so is it the oh. goblin's hole? <laughs> <laughs> Just try it with that. We'll take which one we like. All right. With a mirthful leap, you plunge yourself into the goblin's hole. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> is it okay for me to laugh at that? <laughs> I can't not. I'm going to have to turn my mic we off. We can mute it if you don't I want I want to come up with a different adjective than mirthful. I feel like I can kind of find something. Yeah, I hate that. I think I can find something really good to fit there. Sounds prestigious. Gleeful? Just, just use sewer descriptions. Try a different one. Yeah. See, I just want something something like... Resolute. Vaguely sexual, maybe? Like a... Um, with a sticky nope. leap. Standing erect at the goblin's hole, you plunge yourself within. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We thank you guys so much for coming back for episode two of Discount Heroes. And if this is your first episode, you should go back and listen to the other one. We will be releasing weekly every Thursday. And if you don't mind, take a moment and give us a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening to we'd love to hear from you or if you want to comment find us on twitter at the dhcast and i look forward to seeing you next week on discount heroes where questionable results are always guaranteed i swear to god i'm not three goblins in a trench coat guys yeah me neither me neither